Hello and welcome to the AVSJ podcast. I'm here with my buddy Aaron. How are you doing today, Aaron? Hello. Uh, I'm good. How are you, Jules? Uh, I've been better, to be honest. Mm. I I woke up and I thought I had coronavirus, um, but I don't think that anymore. No, that's good news. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I'm still a bit ill today, which mm. is not ideal because I'm meant to be going on holiday tomorrow. Yeah. We also... Um, um, had a special guest, but luckily Jules's sickness did not impact on our special guest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a yeah. good thing that we weren't doing it in person, otherwise maybe like I don't know. Otherwise we wouldn't have been doing it in person. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we had uh Danny Sanchez on the podcast. Yeah. He's a South London singer artist. rapper. Yeah. As we as we get into, he's an artist. Yeah. Sick, yeah. sick music. Definitely highly recommend him, obviously. Go listen to him. Uh, and we had yeah. a nice chat with him just about um, a bit about his music and his background, what how he got yeah. into music, all that kind of stuff. He's a Spanish Paraguayan, which I didn't know. Um, <laughs> so we chat chat about like yeah, having family in Paraguay and kind of like uh, how it influenced him uh, growing up and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a good episode. I hope you enjoy it. Apologies as well in advance. We had a couple technical difficulties on this episode. But not really a big deal, just a couple of clicks that you can hear every now and again. Content's still good. Hope you enjoy it. Hey Danny, how are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Hey boys, I'm sweet man. Sweet as. Good. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> what have you been up to today? Uh, it's my first day off since fucking Sunday. So, yeah, man, I'm just going to chill out today, man. Fair. It's been a long day week. off from from what was the day job? It's a, I'm a waiter at a cocktail bar. Nice. <laughs> nothing, nothing too fancy, but it pays the bills. Do you make cocktails? Nah, they're trying to teach me, but I can't be bothered, bro. I'm more like on the floor, <laughs> like chatting to people, that shit. Fair. But yeah, man, I'm not trying to do it for too much longer, man. Hopefully the music takes off and... That can pay yeah. my bills instead. Exactly. That's what we're after. Right, we always like to start just to kind of get into it with some quick fire questions. Mm-hmm. It's nothing too intense. Just kind of think of the first thing that comes to your head. Some of them will obviously have an answer. but Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll just go on to them. Uh, do you play any instruments? Yeah. Can't, yeah, I do. Yeah, sound sure. Uh, yeah, no, no. Well, because I like when I started music, it was more like I was like on the singer songwriter, like you know when Ed Sheeran kicked off and everyone and their uncle started doing <laughs> YouTube covers. Yeah, I was part of that. So I play like I play a bit of acoustic, bit of electric, a uh, mm. little bit of drums. Like I can do a simple little. You know what I mean, nothing too mm. major, but I can do it. Yeah. And like Bloody. keys, I'm just I'm shit at keys, but I can I can figure it out. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm. I've got a bit of musical, yeah, know-how. East Coast or West Coast? Oh, that's a hard one, man. <laughs> but um, I think East Coast really, like overall, like in my heart, probably East Coast. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What artist do you most look up to? Oh, that's a hard one. I think in terms of like, sort of like inspiration wise, Mm. Maybe like like in terms of like who I'm trying to like not model my music after but like go in that direction. People like Brent Fires at the moment. I know I've been away from this 
Like sort of like I really I really like the experimentalness and like the just sort of like owning his whole persona and who he is and blah blah blah. So like people like Brent Fires I do really look up to at the moment. And just being part of the underground scene, you just look up to a lot of people around you as well. Like um yeah. like my boys like Osquello and shit like that, like in the scene and how they go about yeah. things like it's, it's also a big inspiration as like an artist in that fellow in that that's in the same scene. But in terms of like proper like looking up to like big big artists, like I'm not like that. Like I don't like idolize that much in it. Like I love music, mm -hmm. I love my artists. But in terms of looking, up, I'm trying to just pave my own way, sort of thing. So yeah, nice. Kanye West or Jay Z? I don't know. <laughs> For me, just like it's not very quick fire. No, I know. Isn't it? I keep going. It. No, uh, fuck it. Uh, Jay Z, Jay Z, Jay Z. Let's keep it quick. Jay Z. Jay -Z. All right. All right. What's your favorite song that you've written? My favorite song that I've written, Volvery. Good Kid, Mad City, or To Pimp a Butterfly? Uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Yes. <laughs> yes. Dream collaboration. Dream collab Brent Fires. Fair. Fair enough. Uh, Ronaldo or Messi? Oh, Ronaldo, Real Madrid, come on, bro. Fuck Messi. <laughs> Always got a face like a smacked ass, bro. Ronaldo all the way. Uh, what's the best book you've read? Oh, best book I've read. Uh, American Psycho. Mm. Yeah, bro. English A lit. Uh, English A level literature shit. Come on. <laughs> uh, pizza or pasta? What kind of question is that? That's. Uh, uh, no, pasta. Let's be honest, pasta. <laughs> All right, nice. Right, that's our quick fire done. Well done. You got you got into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of forgot it was quick fire, but <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> Why Volvery? Um, I feel like it's it's obviously like the first track of the um like my first official project that went out. Mm -hmm. Like I got it fucking tatted on my neck. I was about to say that as well, yeah. Mm. And um, <laughs> I just feel like like when I feel like as not whenever you write a like I like to make a lot of kind of different kind of music, but when you make a song that's really like tells a story about your past and that kind of thing, I just feel like you just get connected to it. Like it's very easy to mm. make a little trap tune and a gas track for the man them and this up, but when you make something that's really from the heart, I just feel like it does resonate quite a lot. And it was just like at the time it was a very important song. It helped me get a lot of like emotional baggage out there. Just like and just like mm. the way I struck like it was the first song that I felt like, right, this is a proper song. Like it's not just a little SoundCloud track or like me putting stuff on mm -hmm. a beat. It was the first one that felt like start to finish a proper proper song. Mm. So I feel like it will always hold that like special place. Did that make you nervous in putting that out or were you more excited? Um, I was excited, right? Because like for me, my number one aim in music is for people to relate to the lyrics. Mm -hmm. Like for people to be like, right, that resonates with me or like that reminds me of an experience. So that for me is like one of the most important things. Before music, like tell us about your like origins, like your family background and your family music because you're from uh, South London, right? Yeah, South West London, baby. Well, I mean, I'm the kid of... 
immigrants. I'm half Spanish, half Paraguayan, mm-hmm. which is like, mm-hmm. for people who don't know, like next to like Argentina, Brazil, like them sides. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, like in terms of music, like it was, it was something I like, definitely, um, a journey that happened like by myself, I'd say. Like my family isn't necessarily very musical. Or like for mm-hmm. any South American people that know, like we all grew up on the same salsas and that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of music where like I knew every song on the CD, I just didn't know who sang them, sort of thing. Like so that journey mm-hmm. for music yeah. was very much an independent one. Like I feel like a lot of kids in, in this a lot of people, oh yeah, my mum mum put me on to Michael Jackson or Stevie Wonder or this, that, but like for me it was like Heart FM in the mornings on the way to school was about as much as it. Yeah. Like in terms of like family wise, but yeah, but like, but I, I would say that like that side of things, like the music, like the South and the South American music, definitely, definitely played a big part in like my love for music early on. Did you go much to Spain or Paraguay and see like family out there or not really? Yeah, man. Like for me, fam- family's probably like the most important thing to me. Like, uh, we got like I go. Uh, I try to go to Spain and Paraguay as much as I can, like Paraguay, like every like two, three years, because it's quite far, quite expensive. But mm-hmm. for me, like family is is mad important. My mom's one of fourteen. Christ. So like for me, that whole big family vibe and like mm-hmm. I want to give back. Like that's my main dream through the music is to be able to give back to my family. So like going back and visiting them is a mm-hmm. really important thing for me. Mm-hmm. Is it all family stuff when you go to Paraguay, or do you actually get to go and do much of the exploring and being out there? It's funny because like, as much as I love it, I wouldn't say it's that touristy of a country. Mm. Like for me, when I go back, it's very much like, to be fair, now when I went last time, I went to see the um, Iguazu Falls, mm-hmm. like on the border, like we went into Brazil and that, but when I go there, I just like, like we stayed like in my grandma's house, probably like outside the town, like in the, yeah. like the favelas kind of vibe of, of Paraguay. So like, I just like to go chill with them for two weeks. Mm. And it's nice, like, you get removed, like, I'll go down, I'm wearing, like, my Mackenzie t-shirts, my flipping, like, slazenger shorts, like, you just don't care, innit? Like, it's, it's nice to remove yourself from being <laughs> yeah. in a city like London. Mm. Growing up in your house, was it, did your parents, were they both English speaking or was it, like, a bilingual house? No, this, yeah, bilingual house. Mm. Like, but um, with my family, I'm, I talk Spanish mainly. Oh, really? In the house, yeah, because, like, yeah, they're... They're all foreign and that, so pretty much just all <laughs> Spanish that they have. Okay. Um, and then when you started getting into music, like before you said um, you were kind of on that Ed Sheeran wave and like playing acoustic yeah. guitar. But, well, um, still, there's like two covers on YouTube somewhere, but I never told them <laughs> where it is, but there's like, they're still out there. But uh, like, how did you kind of like start to find yourself sound and like start to realize that music was for you and something that you wanted to do? I know it sounds really stupid, but like smoking fucking joints was a big part of it. Like, I don't know if it, like, clearly some ways for the good, some ways for the bad. But before that, I was really like, I was on my school shit, man. Like year seven and eight, like I was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a fucking businessman or some shit. Mm. And then, but I'd always been able to sing. And I just thought, well, like, I got a guitar for Christmas and I started doing that. Mm-hmm. And as I got a bit older, like, especially in, in South London and just in this, like, in that time I grew up was like that like golden era of SoundCloud where like mm. everyone was doing the lo-fi stuff everyone was doing that kind of stuff and then you'd be with your boys and oh let's put a beat and like we'd freestyle for fun mm-hmm. and it kind of went from there and it was funny like I did a whole I did a whole 180 like I, like all my first music that I put on SoundCloud there was no singing it was just rapping and I didn't mm-hmm. want to sing for ages didn't want to sing for ages and like I'd say only recently have I found my sound but it was around when I was like 15 
when I was like, no, I really like this, like this is kind of something. And then like, obviously for my A-levels, I did like music, music production. So I kind of was putting all my eggs in that kind of basket before I'd even really decided that it was what I wanted to do. Mm. And then just like, around like 17, 18, just like the feedback was just getting better and better. And I was just like, maybe I've actually got a little, little shot at this. So I just kept doing what I'm doing. You've got like quite smooth transitions between the singing and the rapping now. Is that something that you had to like work on for a while? And like you said, you were initially just rapping. Did you feel a pressure being in London, I guess so much like garage grime scene kind of at the time? Yeah. Did you feel pressure to make a certain type of music? Um, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't say pressure. I just, felt like, I just feel like that, that was what was happening at the time. Everyone was mm -hmm. sort of rapping. And then, but more and more people told me like, start singing, start singing. But I never felt like, like pressure to make any kind of thing, which is even now, like I don't, I don't stay in any lane. I like to make so much different kind of music. And obviously now that I'm trying to take it a bit further, you have to be more selective of what you're putting out. But I still like, I've got garage tracks in the works. I've got trap tunes, I've got mm -hmm. grime tunes. Like it doesn't really matter to me. Like the important thing for me is for it to always sound like Danny doing this, that like, not, to, not for it to sound yeah. like different artists doing different, like from it, you can still mm. hear that's me, but just doing different different genres. Like I feel like music self-expression in it. And whatever mm. I'm feeling, I just lash it on the beat. Now, would you say that you identify yourself as a singer or a rapper or, or you don't you don't really identify as anything? No, just like artist. Like, I know that probably sounds bad pretentious, but like, <laughs> I feel like, Cause I just like, to be fair now, like I haven't even written bars in ages. Yeah. It used to be a bigger lot more like, but like when you're, when you, when you rap as well, like you don't necessarily write to the beat that you put your verses out on. Cause you can just sit and write like a bag of 32s, a bag of 16s, hear a beat and be like, oh, this one will go nice on that. This one will go. Whereas now like the method is a lot more like be in the studio with a song or make a beat. And it's like, oh, what am I feeling right now? Like what's sort of coming out in this moment? Mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, to say I'm either or, like, I'm somewhere in the middle, I guess. Is the writing process for you, is it different when you're singing or rapping, or is it all the same and you have the same thought process? For it? Uh, I feel like when you're, when, you're, when you're singing, it's a bit different, because for me, melody will come first. Like, mm -hmm. I've been in the studio where, like, I'll write a 16, but it's, it's, all, it's just, like, me going, like, and then afterwards, I'll be like, let me fit the words to it. But, like, because melody is just sort of, like, yeah. Like I'm a melody person, so they just sort of come like naturally in it. I'll hear the beat and something will come out and then I'll try to fit words to it. Moving on to Volvere. Um, so obviously, like you said, you're Spanish and you're also Paraguayan and Volvere means like I will come back. Like what's the meaning behind I will come back? Um, in terms of the actual song, it was like... um. I took it from this part where I'm basically saying like, um, like one day I'll come back in it. It was sort of talking about a past relationship where things had gone the wrong way, but it was still sort of like love. So it was just like one day I'll come back to this, like we'll, we'll come back to this relationship mm -hmm. sort of thing was like the vibe at the time when I was writing it. And then just like in terms of like choosing to put it as like the first track of the EP and name it after the EP. I feel like before that my music had always been so like, it just wasn't, it wasn't organised, it wasn't, I'd, I'd, I'd make a tune, fuck it, let's put it out next week. Like, it, there was no process, I was just like, doing it for fun. Mm. But it was always like, something I always came back to, like, always like, eventually, even if it was months or this or that, I'd always come back to it. And 
I felt like it was my statement of like I'm I'm back sort of thing. Like now I'm here. Now I'm I'm ready to to do this properly sort of thing. Speaking of um, like coming back and going back, at the time of recording, you put out a new song mm. yesterday um, called "Go Back." Would it be the same old noise if I go back? Or would I be the same young boy if I go back? Would you still dash all your toys out of the pram? Yeah. Would I make the same choice if I go back? Would I try a crown if I go back? Or would we make this house a home if I go back? Or have our true colors on and that's that, yeah. Would I make the same choice if I go back? Which kind of bits of it touch on similar themes yeah it's, it's so weird like so it's, it's it's sort of like about the same sort of scenario in my life but i only made like the the clip like after i'd written it i was like i'll oh, go back i'll come back like i was like, oh shit and it's weird that obviously they're about the same sort of like scenario in my life so yeah there's definitely like elements but but the difference was um this one was more like instead of saying oh, I'm gonna go back, sort of starting to think like, oh, like would it, like is it, like should I go back? Is it worth going back? Like that kind of mentality, like that, that sort of acceptance mm. of the situation mm. and sort of moving forward. So you know, there might be a tune just like I'm not going back in like a year, like who knows, in it part three, close it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck <going> back. <laughs> and then on Volvo, like the EP, and also in the song as well, I guess. Then um, there are times when you rap and sing in Spanish. Um, so did you find that you had a lot of like Spanish influence when you were making the EP? Um, like what was kind of the process behind that? I think again it, it was just one of them things that sort of was just a spur of the moment it came out and I was like rah, man can actually write in Spanish as well and I was like do you know what this is probably something worth taking forward and then like you'd think that like the feedback would be like oh but people don't understand it but like so many people have just been like to me like they love like they love it when the Spanish bit comes, even if they can't understand it. Yeah. And it made me think as well. Like, I'll, I'll listen to like French rappers and this, and I don't need to understand it to feel the vibe. So I just thought it's something worth putting in. But like, I, like even when I started, like even now, I want to do more Spanish stuff. But mm -hmm. like, just because like I don't, you know, like reggaeton stuff is really mm. big right now, and like artists like Bad Bunny and all this. Mm. Like I wouldn't want to just like come out and do a reggaeton track in it. <laughs> like, I wouldn't feel like that would make sense for me artistically, mm. but to do like Spanish R&B yeah, or like yeah. Spanish lo-fi or something like that, like is is like taking taking my influences, but combining that with my, like my, my London sort of culture and all that, instead of like, I don't know, trying to do a track that will blow in Spain yeah. or yeah. some shit. Earlier this year, I was, well, in fact, no, like a year ago actually, then I was in California and I lived with a Spanish guy who had a bunch of Spanish friends and they would honestly not listen to anything else other than reggaeton. It was just reggaeton 24-7. Yeah, it gets a bit much, <laughs> innit? <laughs> it gets a bit much. Like, I love it, but I feel like there's so much... Like, I much prefer like older like South American music. Yeah. Mm. Like salsa, reggae, bachata, like... That's the like, influence mm. that I grew up on, innit? Like, yeah. Whereas I don't really bang like, the, new, the new stuff as much. Mm. Have you ever felt to mix some of that into your songs? There's a really sick artist now, uh, Desta French. And she's been doing a lot of like, she just released a tune that had such mad like um like salsa influence, like a proper like salsa vibe to it. And I was like, rah, this is actually something that 
could really be touched on in it, like be expanded on more. And like recently I've just seen there's much more like communities of like Spanish speakers in London and like sort of like English Latin people that could probably relate to that kind of sound as well. So I definitely mm -hmm. think it's something I want to I wanna try and, and incorporate. Yeah, I don't know if you listen to Sango, but Sango does a lot of like bile funk. Yeah, 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 the, the funky, yeah, yeah, I know you're yeah. on about. But he like puts that on like hip hop beats and trap beats and it sounds pretty sick. Well, have you heard, do you know Blanco? Yeah. Have you heard all like, the new like sort of funk stuff he's been doing? No, I haven't. So he's doing like a full on like, um, like it's it's proper it's drill flows and trap flows, but oh like boom, gut, gut, boom, gut, gut, boom, gut, yeah. and it just sounds mad. And he, I think he's done like three or four tracks like that where he's expanded the sound where, like it's just it's the same flows like you'd hear on like a drill beat and this that, but just that element you've got like trumpets coming in and shit and like it's so it's like I like or even my um the one I did with Bauer like the tune that came out before this Brasileiro. Like that was all based on that that vibe as well, like boom, gut, gut, yeah, boom, yeah. like that that beat, and like that was big in Paraguay when I went like when I went like three four years back, and I even like there's a tune on the shelf like which is like a fully like funk track as well, and mm. I really want to jump in that like I really want to make it because you can do so many flows that like you can sing on it, you can do trap flows, you can do this that like it's such an open open beat. What sort of vibe do you feel like you aim for when you're creating a song? Depends on like my mood and, and what I'm trying to convey. But mm -hmm. like on tunes like Wolverine, the one today, the one that came out yesterday, is a lot of like I like I just like uh for people to relate. Mm -hmm. Like I want people to hear like experiences that I've gone through and they can go, oh do you know what? Like I've I've felt stuff like that too. Like even on the tape, the closing track, venting, mm -hmm. is literally just a minute and a half of me spitting pretty fucking dark, like grey bars, you know, like quite sad shit. Mm. And like, it was weird, like the ones that I'd get messages from people actually like, I'm highlighting specific tracks. So a lot of the time would be that one, like, right, I listened to this and it just mm. like, I proper felt what you were saying and blah, blah, blah. My mum told me I'm just like my dad. Can never really tell when people moving mad. Always try to see the good and not the bad. Something like a yin and yang, but it ain't everyday empathy. Gotta start thinking about what's best for me. Always used to be 50-50 But a couple brothers started moving shifty uh. So for me that like I'd, I'd much rather that than just loads of like Comments on gas tracks like oh this is sick or this is that like If you could actually listen to my tune and feel something Like then mm -hmm. I've done I've done what I aim to do yeah. sort of thing Do you get like a catharsis from making a song like that? Yeah I feel like when you like that release Like when you've been Like putting a whole like experience you had on paper and sort of analysing and like a lot of it like a lot of it does come out quite naturally so it's like it's like it's like you you finally get out what you feel about a situation like maybe even you hadn't realised because it comes out quite naturally mm -hmm. like I don't know if I have a rapper as well when I'm spitting like and especially about a story like sometimes it just like it just like without thinking too much it comes out so it's kind of like you've already been feeling like that and you've mm -hmm. just you've expressed it now innit does that make you in a weird way does that make you process it better and like realize more about the situation. Yeah, I'd say it does, innit? Because like you're talking about it with yourself, basically, innit? You're just kind of sort of like being honest with yourself to make the best music you can make. It's like one man therapy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're gonna end up writing something it's like, wait a minute, I didn't even know. Didn't it? <laughs> you surprise yourself, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then in terms of like future releases, like what is? Have you got more EPs coming? Um, and also like, how's COVID affected kind of? 
your plans for the future? Well, like the biggest way COVID affected me was like the shows, man. Like, I had like four gigs lined up over like the next month mm. and a half, like back in like March, and all of that just got locked off, unfortunately. So I'm, I'm waiting for that to sort of come back. And I think it, it definitely made me have to reshuffle like what I was planning release schedule wise. But in a way that's sort of worked in my favour because now there's different content and like the path has made more sense sort of thing. I think it just put a pause on everything, but I think it put a pause on everyone. So like we're all still in the same sort of position because like everything was paused in it. But in terms of yeah. future releases like at the moment, I've got like um I've got a few singles and I'm guess like I've got uh, quite a few features coming out of like very, very sort of like artists I've got a lot of respect for. I'm very happy with that I've starting to come in with them. I just feel like I hadn't done that many features and now it's nice to really be expanding and working with people and having that input on the tracks. So I'm just trying to drop a few singles, a little 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 project team maybe and then I don't know, maybe start working towards something bigger man for next year, like late next year, work for something. Mm. Sound a bit bigger, just see how things go. You always have to judge, like at the time, what was best sort of to release. Like, you, I feel like your any artist, like your release schedule can change so much dep depending on what's going on and how things are patterning and blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. Is all the decision down to you? I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, pretty, like, mm -hmm. I guess so, yeah. And obviously, I work really hard with my manager, like, she's, she's fucking sick, like, I got so much love for her, and we always like discuss things together, but. Obviously, like normally, we come to that same conclusion, like what makes sense for us, or we listen to each other, and like what, you know, sometimes be like, you know, what, you have a point, and mm -hmm. blah, blah. I'm too emotional, man. I'll just be like, not released for three weeks, and like, fuck it, let's just put out a surprise album, like, <laughs> I just get fucking gassed. Yeah, it's interesting that you said about the shows that got cancelled and kind of how that has changed things, because um, we had a guest, Sidders, I don't know if you know him, yeah. uh, come on. And he said that he had some shows in like March, April, where him and his management were like going to work out which single was going to like, like which single did best at the shows, like which one reacted well, and then use that as like the one that they're going to promote. And then obviously they couldn't do the shows, they couldn't get that kind of like yeah, that high engagement. Um, so yeah, there's like I feel like yeah, you're right. Kind of it's been paused for everyone, and it's not like anyone needs to catch up more than anyone else and that shit is so important like the the shows like connecting and like and like just being out and like mm. especially when you're doing these kind of gigs like when you're just starting out is when when you're coming up like people mm. ain't necessarily come to see you so mm. for that half an hour you've basically got an opportunity to like wow a bunch of people to go ah, actually let mm. me check out this guy's socials and let me jump on and then the people that come off and like you said if you start dropping like unreleased shit and you play that tune every every fucking gig like people are waiting for it Mm. Like, um, Finn Foxhall, you guys know Finn Foxhall? Yeah. Like, fucking, there must have been five shows I went to before fucking Pressure got dropped. And, like, yeah. by that third show, half the crowd knew the words, man. Like, <laughs> Pressure, Pressure, like, people knew it already. Bear gang with shit, bear ganja, how much packs? Oh, I wonder. Don't wanna be six feet under. Oh, your local, take my number. Flex with bro through rain and thunder. See that boy there, he got hunger. Trying to be 80 busting reps. Told my YG's age on number. So when that finally dropped, like, pretty much 80% of the comments and the shit where I saw was just like, finally, finally, like, so, like them live shows are so important, like, to, to building your thing, like, and it, like, organically as well, like, I'm sick of having to build shit through social media as well. Mm. Like, and having to look into, like, algorithms and when to post and blah, 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 but at a gig, you can just fucking half an hour, like, just do your fucking thing and people yeah. can mm. go from that in it instead of, like, because you took some wavy picture in these wavy gums and like you linked up <laughs> with this wavy person like mm. 
It's so much more real, isn't it? Exactly. Having to do all that algorithm stuff is very dry. Wow. And it's just not. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, innit? <laughs> yeah. I am I'm applying to do like an internship at a company. I won't say the name. And uh, so many of the questions on that application are literally just like, how do you use data to scout new talent? And I should be like, don't, to be honest. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. It's so, like, but the thing is, like, I've. From what I can see, that people are enjoying what I'm putting out, which I'm very thankful for. And I'm just, I'm just mm-hmm. gonna keep doing it this way. Like, obviously, yeah, you have to play into this whole like algorithms and this that a little bit, but like, I've got faith that like putting out heaters, like people just listen and you do your bit. Like, obviously, you keep up and you do what you have to on the social media, but like, I just, I don't want to ever get too caught up in that side of it, man. Like, I still got yeah. faith that like you just keep putting out good music, like, because even like the way. When Dangerous came out, back mm-hmm. in that February, like, that didn't have a music video, that like, didn't have any like paid promotion, anything like that. And just on, it's just on Spotify. And obviously it just did bits on Spotify just by doing its own thing. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to like advertising campaign and blah, blah, blah. And a lot of people sort of started to listen to me from that track. And I was like, look, you put out a good tune. You actually put out some good music that is that people can relate to and listen to like you still have a chance of it doing good without having to do this blah 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 like do you know what i mean Mm. the other thing about shows i guess is just when you go to a show that's just naturally a conversation starter Mm. so people so people are like oh what did you do yesterday oh i went to danny sanchez whatever people aren't going to be like oh what have you been listening to recently oh who do you recommend at the minute yeah. and it's not just going to be naturally into conversation word of mouth spreads so quickly when people are actually out and allowed to do shit it's just that okay and i just feel like even at a gig like i don't know if i've been at a gig and i'm and you get have a conversation with like you thought was sick in the smokers like it's just going to resonate with you like oh you've met this person now like you've had that sort of like chat do you know what i mean like let me go mm. keep up with what they're doing and I guess if you're doing shows where like you can go out and interact with the crowd as well, they'll remember chatting to the artists a lot more than just like them popping yeah, up exactly. on Spotify or them popping up on Instagram. Yeah. Like, they'll remember that person a lot more and they'll stick in the head. Yeah, we used to have that all the time and we used to go to... Me and Jules are like friends from way back and we used to go to a lot of gigs together. And I remember like when we'd go to gigs with people that were just starting off, like I remember we went to Loyal Kana's first headline show. And then he did this thing where like he meets all the crowd afterwards and it just makes like such a big impact for the people because even though he's not a big deal at the time everybody then gets gassed and it sticks yeah with exactly 100 percent. is there anything else that you wanted to plug or mention on the podcast um, i'm trying to think what i can say and what i'm trying to think <laughs> what you're not allowed to leak yeah, I don't know if it's too soon to be leaking shit, innit? Uh, I think, oh, let me, yeah, no, I'm happy to speak about, um, actually, nah, do you know what? Let me not, let me not gas it. Let me just keep a lid on it. Uh. <laughs> let me keep a lid on it. <laughs> no, but the, um, no, the next single coming out after What's Just Dropped, mm-hmm. if things go according mm-hmm. to plan, is mm-hmm. going to be a big, big switch up, like, from, from this mm-hmm. tune that's come out and sort of like the ones that have come out previously. Mm-hmm. Big feature from my um, my boy Nino from Brum, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like we've been meaning to link up for nice. ages, and I'm really excited for people to hear sort of like what we've come up with and the idea and all that. 
So I'm very gassed for that one. So I'll keep your eyes pulled for that one. But that's all I'm going to say at the moment. <laughs> um, before we wrap up, I was just going to talk about um, the features. How how is that when you come together with someone that you've been looking to work with for ages? It's sick, man. Because like, and especially when you have a have a session in it, like you're just sending like verses to each other, it can feel a lot more like sort of professional thing. But when you have that experience mm-hmm. of like going and um going into the into the studio and like just having a day of someone like you haven't necessarily met or like you've all, you've met before, but you've always mean been meaning to work. Like when you come out with a good song, it is kind of like whoa, like this is. Mm-hmm. This is mad. I think that, and it's something that I've been doing a lot more recently. Like I said, like there's a few, few people that I'm, I'm really happy that I've got songs coming out with. Like they're amazing artists. So when that shit comes out, yeah. man, be ready. You kind of like mentioned like a few people that you were like Osquello and Nino and people like that. Um, were they people that kind of could live around you? Yeah, no, it's weird. Like for me, like it's never been about like it's not like i've never it's not, i've never chilled with like my my close circle isn't really musicians and stuff like that so the music thing's always been just through these like through like i always say i can't believe i even spoke about it, but like loud house like for me loud house was such an integral part of all of it like i don't think they get enough respect on their name because literally like mm-hmm. they hit me up come do a freestyle you go do a freestyle here and then like within that same day like four other people would have been filming freestyles like all summer this was in it and then like all of a sudden you're meeting four people that do music and it's like, what is their beat? Fuck it, like, let's make a tune, let's do this, let's do that. And there were just so many people and even just going on the page, like, um, like even like people like Harry Crane that I've done like two tracks with, that was through basically seeing each other in Loud House, hooking up, like people like, um, mm-hmm. people like my boy Verbs, like who's one of like my close friends now and fucking got mad love for him, just through seeing each other on social media, like Loud House and stuff like that. You manage. You just end up linking up with bare people. So then, like, pretty much all of the links I have in like the scene now, like, I'd have to say, is through just like going and chilling at James's yard and filming freestyles and meeting people and going to these events and that. And that was a big part of it. Because uh, most of your like close friends weren't musicians, did you feel like you were kind of living one life at home and then another life as a musician? Yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, so all my boys. Like all my boys from from around here, like I chilled with, like call me Daniel in it. Like I'm not, I'm not Danny in it. And if they call me Danny, it sounds almost weird to me. And then everyone that sort of met me through music, like it's Danny. So like it's weird to hear it like that. But if they were to call me Daniel, I'd find it weird. But if my boys called me Danny, I'd find that weird. But not not really like a different life. Like they always like supported. They still come to the shows and that. They're just not. They don't make yeah. music in it. So yeah, I didn't yeah. have that experience. Like you know, you have like so many of these collectives, like which are like groups of man them that would chill and like they all made music so you have this sort of like fundamental like this core group but I just sort of like I feel like I didn't have features for so long I was just like making like making tunes in it it's not like you're Bruce Wayne during the day and Batman yeah no no nothing like that (laughs) no that's like the most slight alter ego you could ever have Danny (laughs) Daniel Well, usually we wrap up the show with some recommendations. Um, it's like, yeah, like an album that you listen to or a classic album that you mm. like. Is there anything that you'd like to recommend to the public? Let me have if a... you don't have anything, Aaron, you can go first. Yeah, I'll go first just so you can think yeah, of something. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I recently, I don't know how I stumbled across them because I didn't really know much about their origins. There's a group called Africa Express, which turns out is run by Damon Albarn. And it kind of sounds like, African tribal music but like mixed with dance and hip hop music 
and it's actually sick. There's a song called Morals that hopefully Jules will play in the background. That is, <laughs> it's like insane. It's such a good vibe. I was playing it to Jules before, and can you confirm? Good vibes? It is, it is good vibes. No, I love it. I proper love all like Afro house and all that shit, man. Like, as much mm. as I love this kind yeah. of music, I love like house music, techno. Like, like mm. I've been banging a bit yeah. of Afro house recently. That shit is cold. Well, check it out, man. Jules, what you got for us? Um, I can't remember if I mentioned this one in a different one's recommendations, but I don't think I did. Mm. But uh, Joe Hurts, who's like a producer, um, he like was on Majestic Casual a lot back in the day. Mm. He put out an album called Current Blues, mm. which is really good, like really sick production, um, and got quite a lot of good features on it as well. So I would recommend that one. Nice. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna plug like some serious artists that I think are dropping that right, like. So Nino just dropped his album recently. Go listen to that. Like there's some serious heat on that on that EP. It is very fucking good. And Bauer, like I had my track with him on. A, I did my track with Solera, but all of the releases he's been doing recently, like he's been like knocking them out of the park. So I'd go listen to them too. But well, thanks so much for coming on. By the way. Nah, man. Of course, bro. Been a while since yeah. I chatted some shit like this. So it's like, <laughs> nah, cheers, boys, for having me. Yeah, thank you very much. It's been a lovely interview. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Cheers. Sweet. All right. Peace out.